I'd like to welcome to the show a couple of guests that know firsthand what it's like to deal with a severe case of COVID-19. Renee Segura and his wife, Tracy, join us on the show right now. Renee um, was just recently in ICU in Barrie. He was fighting for his life on life support, and he is luckily back home now after battling COVID-19. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thank you so much for having us. So we've got both of you on the line right now. I'm, I know that, Tracy, you're here to support your husband because Renee's, you know, recovering, but still very weak after COVID-19. So I guess um, you'll step in if Renee feels like uh, this is too much for him, and we'll ask you a few questions as well. But I appreciate both of you doing this for us. First of all, Renee, how are you doing? Uh, I'm feeling great. Um, I'm at home recovering. Let me go check. Where um, the love um, of the family, I can tell you from now, laughter has- with my kids. Uh, and just being around my wife, you know, has lifted my spirits even more. Um, so I'm doing great. Yeah, clearly, you're uh, one of those glass half full people if you're saying you're doing great after being home from COVID, uh, after being, you know, you were put on a ventilator. What were your early symptoms, Renee, and how quickly did they progress? Can you take us through um, what you felt like and and where you were only a couple of weeks ago? For me, it, it was... Uh, um, how do you say this? It, 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 I wasn't really aware of of what was happening. I just thought I was just getting uh, a cold um, and just like a mild headache. Um, and then by around March 18th, you know, the breathing was getting heavy. Everything was just uh, getting tough. Um, and I didn't really think much of it. They didn't really think, hey, this is uh, COVID-19. Um, so it was, uh, I, I just played it off. And Renee, why, why didn't, why, sorry to interrupt, but I just, I'm yeah. curious on why you, you know, the idea of you're, you know, have a headache and you're kind of having trouble uh, sleeping, so I hear, uh, because the headache was so bad. Why y- you didn't consider this as a possible ni- uh, COVID-19 situation what was it about it that kind of didn't well, allow you to go there um i'm on my i'm 40 you know i'm 40 i'm i feel i'm very healthy um and i didn't think uh i could get it you know so <clears throat> excuse me how long did you have the headache before things took a turn like how quickly did this progress you've got a headache you're having trouble sleeping how many days did that go on before you started to have labor breathing? It was just like a, it was just a couple of days. It was just like a lingering headache. It wasn't like a full blown. It was just like it was there. Uh, I didn't really think much of it. So, had you traveled at all, or no, you know, been out of the all. country? So not you, so there's I'm another a, reason I'm, why you'd think, okay, I'm not susceptible to COVID nineteen. I haven't been traveling. Yeah, like I'm a business owner, right? So uh, I go to work, I come home. Uh, I do the grocery with my wife and then we're back at it again. Like our life is, you know, our business um, and our family. So traveling for us wasn't um, wasn't a, a thing right now. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't in the cards because you and your wife and we'll talk about this are 
uh, owners of a cafe in Barrie called Creative Bean Cafe that's been closed due to the pandemic. Let's go back to your your early symptoms. You have a headache. You're having trouble sleeping. Then your breath starts to get labored. What made you think, okay, maybe this could be COVID-19. I think I need to go to an assessment center because you did go to an assessment center. Why did you go to the assessment center? And when you did, what happened there? Well, I went in there, um, first of all. Uh, I was having problem breathing when I got there. Um, but then when they put the mask on me, um, I got anxiety. You know, I couldn't breathe. I, I was just like, what is going on right now? Um, you know, we finally got to check my blood pressure. Everything was good. Um, I didn't really have a fever. Um, and then, you know, we went in to the doctors. Um, and they just told me I had a, just a regular cold and to go home and uh, just get some rest. I know our COVID tests are limited, but did they test you for, for COVID while you were at the assessment center? Uh, no, no, they didn't. They did their checks, um, you know, what they're supposed to do. But as far as, you know, getting a swab or anything like that, uh, they didn't. When they told you you had a cold and go home, what did that feel like? Was there an instant feeling of relief? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, there was for me anyways. Uh, I was like, you know what, I'm glad, you know, I can go home, I can go take a nap, get myself back together, and you know what? I'll, I'll be fine. Um, Renee, you it, weren't fine. You you yeah, had COVID-19. I was far, far from, I was far so from fine. You were sent home. Yeah. They say you have a cold after being at the assessment center. When did you end up going to the hospital? How soon after, and what was it that made okay. you and your wife think, we have to go to eMERGE? Uh, well, I think my wife can answer that um, because uh, I, I wasn't listening to my wife because um, she was she saw some things that that weren't right. I was I was sure. Of All right. Well, well, let's bring Renee. Let's bring Tracy in then. Uh, Tracy's your yeah. wife. She's on the line right now. Tracy, talk about what it was like. Renee's home from the from the assessment center. He's told he has a cold. He's you know, he's a guy. He's going to say, okay, come on, let's not overreact. Uh, You're playing mama bear here with me, but like, take care of the kids. I'm all right. They've already told me this. What made you think that he needed to go to the hospital? First of all, I was very shocked when, because I couldn't go with him into the room when the doctor assessed him. Um, So I had to wait outside. And from what I saw, the panic attack, putting on the mask, the high, you know, they double checked his blood pressure and his, uh, his uh, heart rate there twice. So I thought for sure they were going to tell me, you know, he's got to go to the hospital. And when he walked down, they said, they said, I have a cold, let's go home. You know, part of me was relieved, but the other part was like, something else is wrong. And if you don't have COVID, something else is wrong with you and, and we need to find out. Um, I left, so we, I dropped him home. I carried on my day, checked in on him. And as I checked in on him, I noticed slight signs of confusion where he was telling me he had to get up to go somewhere and when I'd ask where are you going he says I don't know and that happened Mm. twice throughout the day so I was after talking to my brother-in-law and my sister you know just kind of mentioning it to them I I brought it back to his attention I said listen I'm worried about you and this is why and he got upset he says Trace I have a cold I haven't slept in days but that's all it is and I said you know what I'm gonna just we're gonna shelf this right now I said this is Thursday night Thursday evening I said we're going to shelf it right now, but tomorrow, if this continues, we're going to the doctor. And I said, okay, and we didn't even need to get to that point because by 1.30 in the morning, he was in distress already. And, 
you know, I said, when you say distress, tell us what that's like. I'm going to say it, it means that he w- could not sleep at all. He was weak. He had this, this sound he was making. It wasn't a gasping for air, but it was like, can't explain, almost like a hiccup kind of sound where he was winded just walking to the washroom. You could see that he was, he was having trouble and it wasn't getting any better for him. And I just didn't believe at all that it was a cold. Something else was going on with him. So I told him, you know, we're going to the, doc- the hospital. He said, no. I said, listen, if we have to sit there for five hours for a doctor to tell me that you have a cold, then I'm willing to waste five hours. Let's go. And we went. Good for you, Tracy. You, you know, I'm sure Renee can second this. You saved his life. You're in the hospital, Renee. Um, they admit you right away because they realize you're not breathing. How quickly did they intubate you and put you on the ventilator? And how shocked were you that it escalated that quickly? Well, as soon as I got in there, the nurses just uh, um, took me into a room. They put me with some air just to uh, get me going. They weren't sure of the severity of things at the time. Uh, I got swabbed. And then uh, what felt to me uh, to be uh, a couple of hours uh, as the day felt like it was just racing. After talking to Trace, it was like the following day I was getting uh, incubated. Well, you know, your wife's not allowed in the hospital with you. Tracy's at home. She's with the kids. How long did you stay in the hospital? And I understand there was a point where you were so weak that you didn't think you were going to make it, but you made a conscious decision to fight for your life after watching someone pass beside you from COVID. Uh, Well, I was in the hospital for uh, um, 12 days. And, um, yeah, there was a point in my life that I didn't think I was coming home, you know, and it was, uh, it was a tough one because I was, um, just prior to the the doctors telling me that I was going to get integrated, uh, that, um, a gentleman in front of me quoted, uh, he, uh, he didn't make it. Um, my heart goes out to his family, but it was uh, a wake up call for me. And, um, like I tell everyone that was a dip. That was a time I decided that um, I was going to activate my faith. Uh, I prayed, um, and I said, uh, that's not going to happen to me. Uh, I'm coming home to my wife and kids. Um, It was my daughter's birthday, um, March 23rd, and I needed to get there. Um, I need to see her beautiful smile for her birthday, and... um, I, I, you know what, I, I made a promise to myself and with God by my side, you know, we were coming home. I was coming home. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Uh, but I know that, um, I was coming home. On the other side, when you woke up, can you explain how you felt? Um, I was scared. I was scared because I didn't know what just happened. I lost, uh, couple of days of my life not knowing uh, what just what went on um, and out of breathing too um, uh, I was on uh, uh, feeding too as well um, it, it was a scary feeling you know but uh, you know the nurses at RVH 
um, ICU. Um, my my heart goes out to them as their love for me, the way they treated me, um, and just the care that they had. I was just like, I felt like uh, my mom was there, my, my wife was there, just taking, you know, taking care of me like I was their child and pulling me through saying, hey, don't worry, you're going to get there, you're good, uh, we're behind you, you know, and that alone was just like, man, how can I not, <laughs> how can I not uh, make, pull through? Like, if I'm getting love from these nurses that don't even know me um, and they're they're giving me this support, hey, I'm going to come home. How worried are you about the frontline workers now that you've been through COVID and, you know, you're, you're home? I know that your whole family has tested negative for COVID. I'm very worried for them, you know, because supplies are limited, right? The masks, they don't have the uh, enough masks for, for them, uh, shields. Um, so I'm very worried for them. You know, um, I pray for them every day uh, for, for that they get to work and they come home safe um, because they have a tough job ahead of them. You know, the doctors, um, everyone, everyone involved, you know, paramedics. Um, I'm, my prayers are out with them to come home safe. On the line, we have Rene Segura and his wife, Tracy. Uh, Rene is uh, 40, and he contracted COVID-19. It turned into a very severe case. He was actually uh, put on a ventilator on life support. He's made it through the other side, and luckily he is home, but not without a huge fight. Uh, he summoned everything, his faith uh, and his his um his family and his love for his family to get him through this, and he is out of the hospital. But... You know, um, Tracy, Tracy is Renee's wife. Um, you still have a lot on your plate. I mean, you are small business owners. Your business is called the Creative Bean Cafe, and yeah. it's been closed now because of COVID-19. Um, I, I know a lot of coffee shops originally were thinking, okay, um, when they closed down restaurants in the province, they said, if you're doing, you know, takeout, that's all good. I, I'm sure a lot of people thought they could survive, but... It's just, it's not the case. You saw no. your clientele, I'm sure, dwindle away. Tell us where you're at with that. Um, well, when they told us that dine-in had to close, we did do that. Um, and we saw we saw sales plummet at that point. Takeout, I think we were maybe making, I'm going to say maybe making 15 to 20% of our regular daily sales at that point. Um, right now, they, and then we, when we found out he had COVID, or actually when I, when I took him to the emergency, I found that he was admitted. I immediately went back and I closed our cafe. We have not been back since, so um, we will be reopening. But for the meantime, we need to focus on Renee getting healthy. Having said that, no sales coming in, rent being due, landlords needing to get paid. Every you know, utilities still having to get paid, even though that even though they're giving you time to pay these things, they are still due. Um, you know, all these things are piling up on us. So, and we're not the only ones, right? I'm, I'm sure you've heard about um, SaveHospitality.ca. It's a, a coalition of restaurateurs and farmers and suppliers mm-hmm. all work together um, to, to let the government know that, you know, these these grants and these wage subsidies, they just don't work for the restaurant yeah. industry. 
Um, and and one of the, the things that was brought up by one of the co-founders of this group is that it's a cash business. And if we don't have people coming in, we can't pay our bills. How no. far away are you guys as a family from not being able to pay those bills? I mean, your home, you're obviously your major concern is Renee recovering from COVID-19. And, it, you know, he says he's doing great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure he's doing great compared to being, you know, in a hospital on a ventilator for sure. But yeah. you're, you know, looking at the stark reality. Um, how far away are you guys from not being able to pay your bills? Um, we are very far away from not paying our bills right now. The only like the $40,000 loan does not fund the, that the government's provided that does not we don't qualify for that. A lot of us small businesses don't. And I said in another, a few other interviews, I, I used to think I was a small business until the grants rolled out, and I realized I don't even qualify as a small business. I'm a smaller business. We got shaved off off the bottom. You know, before this whole thing, before all this happened in our family, um, and the Prime Minister came out and he spoke about the, the billions of dollars of aid being put in to help Canadians, I felt proud to be a Canadian. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm so happy that our, our country is able to help support us financially during a crisis like this. This is incredible. It's great to be a Canadian right now. In, in, the, in the event that, you know, worst case scenario happened. And within a few days, worst case scenario hit our family. It hit our business. And then I found out the hard way that, you know what, we, we are divided. I, I mean, we don't want to be, but we are divided. And I noticed that when the funding came out, we got shaved off. A lot of us did. But you know what? I fought for my husband. I fought hard for my husband. And my family held me up and we fought and he came out. And now I feel like I have this fire lit in me. And now my fight is towards keeping his dream of a cafe alive. I know you people have heard about Creative Bean, but Creative Bean is two businesses in one. I'm a graphic designer and print broker. My husband always wanted a cafe. He loves coffee. He, his hmm. his uh, idea was to put both of us together and create Creative Bean where we could put both our businesses under one roof. I can work from home, push come to shove. But his dream is going to die if we are not able to get any support or funding. The CERB, I think it's called CERB, CRB, has come out and, you know what, that's great. It helps give us some money to help take care of the house and our home. But, you know, what does that do for our business? Like, they should be giving us some sort of funding, depending on the size of our business, to help us pay our rent and help us get us through these next three months because we want to do what's right. We want to help stop. We want to help flatten the curve, as they've been saying. But flattening the curve, all, curve also means flattening businesses if we don't get support. Tracy, I'm sure a lot of small businesses are listening right now and, and totally can relate to what you're saying. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I really hope the government does come through. Uh, as I said, uh, savehospitality.ca, if you're a small business, a restaurant business, or is is really, um, and it, they're doing some interesting things right now and, and coming up with plans to hopefully save businesses like the Creative Bean. Renee, I'd like to uh, have you wrap up this conversation of ours, if you don't mind. Could you leave the listeners... Um, the people that are tuned in right now to 640 Toronto with uh, whatever you think that they need uh, in order to take COVID-19 seriously, what message do you want to leave people with? Um, same message that um, our prime minister, same message that um, all our government officials have been saying, you know, is stay home, stay home. Um, and, and just be safe and 
just keep your hope alive. Keep the faith that we are going to get through this. Um, you know, I know it's tough times right now. Um, it, it's hard for all of us, but just listen to our government officials um, because they know what's best right now. Renee, what do you think people need in order to take this seriously? Is it the numbers or do they need more people like you to say, hey, I'm 40 and I got COVID-19? Um, I think it's going to take both. I really think it's going to take both um, to for people to understand that. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm 40, uh, 42. Uh, I did get it. Um, so nobody's really safe uh, unless you're you take this seriously and um and then the numbers are going to show like where are we trending um and people are going to be able to see that right is you know transparency so does it make how do you feel when you you know hear those stories about people just going out and still you know socializing or not keeping their safe social distance when they're out in public like what does that do for you renee a covid19 survivor um kind of makes me upset um, cause the unfortunate thing for me is I don't know how I got it, you know? Um, and it makes me worry that, you know, and that someone else might get it without knowing, um, and upset that people are not taking this serious enough to, to back away, you know, like just look at our front line, like they, <laughs> they're coming in every room. They have to get wrapped up. Um, you know, gloves, masks, uh, shields, um, discovering they're, you know, they're taking this, uh, super serious because they know, they know how far this can go. So. Renee, I want to thank you for joining us on the show and uh, likewise to Tracy, who's, you know, listening in on the other line there, Tracy, thank you so much for sharing your story and much for having us. Renee, uh, we we all are thinking of you more than a few people have texted in that they were crying while you were telling your story. And I think if we need tears to to make people take this seriously, uh, I say bring on the tears because this is uh, this is not something to take lightly. Thank you so much for your time. And I wish I wish you continued uh, speedy recovery. Thank you so much. God bless.